Today's gospel is found in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And it reads, Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on him. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him. And when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This is the gospel of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Please be seated. I'm so grateful for the uh, very warm and loving greeting that uh, my wife and I received last week during my first service here. And it was just really touching. Um, we, we talked about it all week. And you're probably wondering, gee, why isn't she here today? Well, well, one, she's a member at Union United Methodist Church, and she serves as her lay delegate to the conference. But also, she and I are grandparents. And she has the opportunity this weekend to go visit our new granddaughter. So, uh, I'm envious. I know there's going to be a lot of photos and video clips when she gets back home, and I know she sends her love to everyone here at First Church. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Let us pray. 
O Lord of our hearts, please speak through this simple, earthly vessel with all of its flaws and faults and failings. And let your message inspire us all. I ask that you hide me behind the cross and let only your light shine on us all. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations within our collective hearts be acceptable within thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. To show mercy. To show mercy. The point that I want to reflect on from today's gospel lesson is that of the Samaritan. It was the Samaritan who saw the man who was in need. He saw that this person needed help. And it was the Samaritan who provided the help. He showed mercy. And Jesus calls for those who he taught, and for us even in present day, to do the same. To show mercy. It stands to reason that if we are to be merciful, if we are going to show mercy, we must first be attuned to the needs of others. We have to see them. We have to hear their cries. And we have to be willing to stop from whatever we were doing or wherever we were going and be willing to put their needs in front of anything else that is on our agenda. And that is not always the easiest thing to do. I like to look at it this way. If I was in need, if I truly needed help for someone to throw me a lifeline, it would be so great if someone showed up right on time and provided what I need. Several years ago, <clears throat> on a cold, snowy Sunday in December, a young woman and her daughter came into the worship service at Glendale and Everett, where I was previously served. I could see that she was struggling with her emotions. And we just made it through the call to worship when I decided to put the service bulletin down and we went completely off script and surrounded this woman with prayer. I thought that just a few moments of prayer might help her spirit. It might help to center her, and it might give her some comfort. What I then witnessed was something that lifted up all of our spirits. Several members put more on the table than just their prayers. They offered action. One invited the woman and her daughter to come to her home for lunch. Another provided contact information for emergency housing and health care. There were offers to provide clothing, food, and even Christmas gift items for her daughter. That particular worship service did not go as planned but it did go the way that God planned. A week later, 
We heard that the woman was doing much better spiritually. She and her daughter were living in another city and were so grateful for the love and support from a group of strangers. Now, this woman did not join Lending. She did not make any future offerings or tithes. And while we lifted up that story during our annual conference with the district superintendent, you might say that this was yet another footnote in the life of the church. But for everyone who was at that service, they all witnessed all the good that can come from being merciful. You know, we never learned the name of the Samaritan, nor do we see where the Samaritan sought acknowledgement for what he did. The same can be said about a church that has a food pantry or a thrift shop. Folks who serve in those activities are not readily known, not to the general public, but the fact that someone has been helped that someone's needs have been met, trust and know that these simple acts of kindness and mercy are clearly recognized and pleasing to God. Being merciful might not add to the collection plate. It might not cause an uptick in the church membership numbers and it probably won't make its way onto the headlines of the local news outlets. And that's okay, because we are not charged with doing some good in order to generate a reciprocal response. We do some good. We show mercy, because we are called to do some good and to show mercy. We show love because we have the opportunity to show love. The fact that our acts of mercy might go unnoticed does not diminish what we did because it is not about getting any recognition or kudos. Instead, it is about helping someone along the way. This might seem out of step in today's world, where the underlying theme seems to be that of getting bigger and better and striving to be number one. We see that in the corporate world, where there is this ongoing flurry of acquisitions and buyouts to create the largest and possibly strongest entity such as an airline, or a bank, or a law firm, or whatever. Okay, that might make the shareholders happy. It might work for the corporate bottom line, but we are not in that arena. Our focus is on our spirits and God's spirit. Our focus is to see those in need and to be the source of help in their time of need. The church should be a safe heart, a place where all of God's children 
can come in and find rest for their souls. This is the place where all of us can breathe freely, where all of us can walk proudly, where we can all love unconditionally and realize that this is what God is calling for us, for the church today to be in this broken world. And that is not limited by these walls, because we can and should be merciful and loving to any and all far beyond this beautiful place. By us being merciful, by us being kind, by us being loving, it becomes a growing, unseen force that will move within each of us and all throughout this place called First Church. It will be God's Spirit moving like the proverbial tongues of fire, touching each of us, igniting something good within us, and creating us as new people with eyes and ears open, seeing and hearing the needs of our neighbors, and letting God's Spirit work through us and with us to show mercy and love to all. Amen.